Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I think this is absolutely a government crisis. This is the second uh, cabinet minister that we've seen uh, step down in a scandal in just a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. There you go, Marit Stiles, leader of the NDP, and boy, oh boy, opposition is going to have a lot to chew on at this point because I think the Ford government underestimated the fallout of something that had they just burfed it out on day one and just said, here's what happened, here's what we know, Minister gone. we wouldn't be maybe even talking about it now. But you know what? It's just been a drip and a drip and a drip. And again, if there's no story here, nothing will drip out. It's It, it keeps dripping out. And, and the latest, of course, as you've been hearing, is, you know, he's now lost two ministers on this. Uh, Khalid Rashid, the latest, after reports, well, you know, that come down. He, he, he didn't just meet some developer in, in a hotel in, in Vegas by chance. No, no, it was... You know, they hung out for pedicures and manicures. A little bit of, you rub my back, I'll I'll rub yours. I don't know what went on, but it doesn't look good. And it's not what they told the uh, integrity commissioner looking into this. So let's bring in um, Jamie Ellerton, who, of course, once upon a time was behind the scenes in politics. Now he's a strategist and founding partner of uh, Canaptis. How do you fix this mess, Jamie? What would you do now? (laughs) How how many more fingers can you stick in these uh, holes? Yeah, Alex, thanks for having me on. I think I'd start with, obviously, what's going on here. And this is actually a crisis that has totally engulfed the Ford government. And the first rule of crisis communications is to get to the worst part as fast as possible so that you can then start to build out a plan as to how you're going to move forward and ultimately correct what well, is Hold on, on. i got to stop you there. What, what's the worst part of this now? Is it the the spa? Is it the, the, the massages? Is it the cash paying for tickets? I mean, honestly... What's the worst uh, the part of it? The actual worst part of this, yeah. Alex, like we potentially don't know what the worst part yeah. of this is. This is why you continue to see the drip, drip, drip. Uh, ultimately, the premier in the premier's office probably is a bit in the driver's seat of knowing more of what's gone on. If you look at the questions that the auditor general and the integrity commissioner were able to get to the bottom of for their reports and the additional questions that are kind of left lingering, uh, surely the premier's office, if not the premier himself, has a better idea as to where this is going and kind of what else is to come. So get to that worst point as fast as possible, whatever that is going to be, so that you can then start to move forward and hold people to account. But I think the more that this drags on, the more that you see now, we have two cabinet ministers and chief of staff that has resigned. Who knows what's going to come in the weeks ahead? The more that this starts to engulf it, it's not just about those individuals who end up resigning. It ends up becoming a question of confidence and confidence in the government itself uh, and the man leading it. So the faster I think Doug Ford gets to the worst part of this crisis, wherever that may be, the more of a fighting chance he'll have to get back to the work of governing uh, and leading this problem. Right. And so is this uh, is this an issue of you think Minister uh, Khalid just didn't, didn't tell him like you're going to the Integrity Commission. I assume after this story broke the initial time that the premier's office probably had a meeting and said, who knew what, when, who's involved, we need to know, because that's the issues management. You've got teams of people behind the scenes that just deal with these blow-ups, right? And so you got to kind of lay it all out there, and then you try to figure out, okay, how are we going to fix this and this and this and what order? And, and so 
is this an issue that the minister didn't tell the premier that a couple of years ago he hung out with a developer who uh, just, I don't know, by chance is going to get a lot of land in the Greenbelt? Well, that very well could be. And I think that's actually kind of speaks to some of the challenges the premier's office now faces is can you believe what your own team is telling you? Yeah. Uh, if you look at what was said in the integrity commissioner's report, and as a result of reporting what the hotel itself, the spa, in releasing records of who made appointments for what and when, uh, it, it's clear that the facts don't add up uh, based on what they've been saying, both what they said to the integrity commissioner and who knows what they're saying behind the scenes to the premier's office, which of course makes it hard in an issues management situation as to how you're going to plot that path forward if you're given something and taking it as fact and it turns out it's totally untrue. And that's not on the premier's office, that's on the people lying to the premier's office. So the, if you go back to where this continues to engulf, mm-hmm. uh, there are so many people who have been named in these reports. Yeah. And I think the premier needs to find someone who can effectively do his own investigation uh, for the premier to get to the bottom of what's gone on and say what the path is going to be going forward, who gets to, who can be saved, who can't, and kind of go forward from here. I think when you look at what they've done since replacing Minister Clark as housing minister, Minister Calandra, uh, Minister Calandra has been very clear as to kind of what he's going to review, what he's going to go forward, and has in some ways shifted that conversation back to policy and politics uh, as normal in terms of how the government wants to go about its business. But the more that the scandal resulting from allegations that were made in the integrity commissioner's report continue to engulf and the inconsistencies that are proven to not be consistent with what was previously said, the more questions are going to come for the government and the more the premier is going to be held to account. Well, yeah, I mean, look, it's just not normal to, you know, to pay for things with cash. (laughs) I mean, once upon a time, Jamie, yeah. But when you're in government and and you're, let's say, traveling and you know you're going to put those expenses in, you're not paying cash. It's just not done that way. And so there are so many little um, piles of smoke around this thing that at some point uh, you got to put it all out. And so what would um, you be advising the premier uh, to say today that will bring this into control? Because if I'm the opposition, I am having a heyday. Like, Like the jokes write themselves about the spa. You know, like there's just so much you can do with it. And, and you know, he, he's got to get control of this. I think the premier does have to get control of this, and I think this kind of speaks to, I don't think the premier, there's nothing he could say today that is going to make this go away, and trying to treat this as a daily issues management story, or what are we going to respond to the story of today to hopefully buy another 72 hours, uh, and hoping this goes away is clearly not working. We're now on a month and a half of that approach being a total failure. So I think if the premier wants to truly put this behind him and give himself a fighting chance to truly put the story to bed, I think he can announce what his own review looks like. I think he could do something like we're going to have a more further investigation, get to the bottom of this, leave no stone unturned. Uh, if that means a few allies of his who have been engaged in wrongdoing need to be held to account for their actions. I think sure. that's something like that of showing that he's actually feeling some pain and hurt uh, as a result of the conduct of those around him would go a long way to protecting the premier. And again, allow him to get back to running the largest province's government in the country. Yeah, because there are actually big issues going on. Uh, having said that, a lot of people are saying, well, why can't you just put the land back? I don't think that that doesn't, at this point, that's too little too late. Like it came out, it's how it came out and what we're learning. Like it doesn't change the duplicity of what we're, of what we're talking about, right? Absolutely. I look at the Greenbelt itself. The yeah. Greenbelt was created by a political government who made a policy decision in the politics surrounding that. Uh, if you look at the parcel in land that was put up for sale in recent weeks that the premier spoke out against, that is a parcel of land right where the Highway 412 and 401 intersect. This is not some like pristine, untouched by humanity piece of land of the kind of what evokes in people's minds when they hear the Greenbelt. 
this is surrounded by suburbs with yeah. transit and highway infrastructure right nearby. And I think the government can make a really compelling case as to why this parcel of land makes sense to be developed. But as a result of the scandal, yeah. they're not able to talk about policy. They're not able to make the case as to what they're doing because every other act that has gone on in this scandal that speaks to the flawed process and the perception of corruption that continues to swirl prevents them from talking about anything else. And so until they can start to talk about something else by putting this to bed, I think this is going to continue to hound the Premier. Yeah. Stop massaging the facts, Premier. Stop massaging the facts. Lots of stuff you can do with it. All right, we'll stay tuned and watch and see what he comes up with a little bit later. Appreciate it, Jamie. Thanks, Alex. That is Jamie Ellerton and the Premier. Just a time change on that. He is expected to speak now at 3 o'clock, which we will uh, bring for you live. What he'll say, uh, who knows? But he's got to say something.